right. Hello, Hello everybody. Welcome to Elise. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we're starting. We were all ready to go, and then yeah, I messed with the setting right at the beginning. But <laughs> God damn it, we don't have to talk. Dan's about a it. sound guy now. I don't know if you knew that, Matt. I didn't yeah, know that. Jeez, <laughs> it's like embarrassing. We'll we'll talk about that later if we have time. Okay. And what sound guys are like. <laughs> anyway, welcome to another episode of Graveyard Smash. I'm Danny O'Dwyer. I'm Elise O'Dwyer, and we have a returning guest. Please introduce yourself. Uh, I am Matt Witkus. I am uh, Dan's fellow member of Big Doggy Child. Yeah, dude. I'm a, and probably my best friend. Aw, buddy. Oh, I love yeah, you. Dude. So the movie we're doing today is The Vampire Lovers, hey. 1970. Yeah. Uh, this movie's made by Hammer Pictures. If you've not seen the movie... Um, you know, there will be spoilers. The movie's available on YouTube. I'll be posting the link. It before. will not be spoiled for you if you listen to this. <laughs> Disagree. Okay. But uh, I, I will say the movie. We'll post the link so you can watch it before like you listen to this, or like you can stop it right now if you're already listening. Be like, oh, I want to watch the movie on YouTube for some reason. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is 1970s The Vampire Lovers. So this is. Brought to us by the same people who did The Wicker Man. No, it, a lot of the same people. It's because this is Hammer Pictures. That was British Lion, actually. I mean, Christopher Lee's involved. Um, yeah, he did a lot of Hammer Pictures. Right? Yeah, Ingrid Pitt. Yeah. You know, Peter Cushing. Well, I know it said that Christopher Lee was supposed to be. He was supposed to be um, the one vampire guy who does nothing in the, the movie. The weird guy who's just there for right. some reason. Yeah. But doesn't uh, serve any purpose in the plot except literally nothing. Like. <laughs> To look so like he, a fucking vampire. for some reason, turned that down. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. One of the greatest actors who's ever lived turned it down. Yeah. Yeah. Can't imagine why. I mean, <clears throat> that character was just really well developed. Really well done. His perfor- Christopher... We'll talk about it in The Wicker Man. Christopher Lee's performance in The Wicker Man is in my top two, I can think of off the top of my head, performances in a movie ever. I think. He, oh, he's up there, yeah. He's amazing in that movie. Definitely... Um, I can't wait to talk about that movie. Again, Let's talk about that movie instead, right? Now. He's not in this movie. Though. <laughs> this movie, like, I kind of picked this movie out. Like, we, it was like kind of like a last minute thing. I was like, "Hey, Matt, do you want to do a podcast?" You were like, "Yeah, sure." I was like, "Okay." And it was at least like, what well, else happened, Dan? Tell us more. Well, no, it was. Also- well, then Dan called me. Yeah, and was like, "Hey, dude, do you want to do a podcast tomorrow?" Yeah, I said yes. <laughs> And then Dan was like, okay, well, do you want to watch the movie, like, separately? Or, like, do you want to come over tonight and we can all watch it together? Yeah. And then I said, yeah, dude, I'll come over and we right, can we watch the movie. the nitty <laughs> But anyway, like, so... Well, so- and then we did the thing that millennial, like, younger millennials or uh, whatever generation yeah, comes Yeah, I'm borderline, like, I'm considered, like, borderline Gen X. Yeah. Which is, like, bullshit. Are you some... Which some is, like, something you really hold that. on to a lot. No, I, I, I hate Gen X, so I'd rather be a millennial. Like, well, really? Okay, see, because every time this comes up, I feel like you talk about how you're almost a Gen Xer. I only bring it up because, like, I want to bring up... He the- also wants to be crotchety and old. He wants to be like, yeah, I'm not really quite part of either. No, dude, generation. no, okay. No, no. <laughs> okay, the only thing worse than, like, millennials or Gen Xers is baby boomers. Yeah. Where, yeah. Like, like they, they ruin our planet. Like their parents, what did they do? Oh, and they, our economy. Oh yeah, that too. It's like they're like, hey, hey, so, you should have graduated high school and been handed a career. Yeah, and bought a house. <laughs> hey, you know why whatever, haven't you done that yet? It's like, hey, you know all these like laws and stuff that like Franklin Delano Roosevelt put on the books. Well, we replaced them with a picture of Ronald Reagan. Well, 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 well. Go at it, dudes. Like, that's kind of what I mean. Not necessarily our parents, but our parents' generation did. Right? Like, yeah. They're like, yep, 
Goodbye. Yeah, this is fine. But yeah, my point was about the millennials, young millennials or whatever generation comes next. Sure, sure. We did a little like gathering around as if around a hearth and looked at the DVD collection and discussed it, which I realize is a very like early aughts activity. And not something you see people do that much anymore because of so much streaming and stuff. That you know? plus, I mean, even like the people who are just a bit older than us, like we had DVDs, which were always relatively cheap. Yeah. But like when you look back at like people who had movie collections in like the 80s and early 90s, like that shit was still really expensive. Yeah. Well, well like I had a pretty big movie collection before like I started getting into DVDs. And it was mostly shit I taped off of like HBO or something. Yeah. We're kind of getting, like, what's weirder with that, too, is we're kind of getting back into that, like, it's a whole digression, but it's, like, um, like, part of the reason I own it still own by physical media, because, like, people, like, kind of look down at that as old-fashioned, like, oh, you need a Blu-ray? I, like I just own- stream everything. I like, like owning certain things. Well, it's well, also, yeah. like, it's, like, well, what if this movie isn't on Netflix in a month? You right. Know, you just not watch that movie? And, right. Like, well, a lot of people, like, download stuff. And- Are you, like, going by digital like on Amazon? the physical DVD. Like, yeah. I just want to be able to watch it whenever I yeah. want to watch it. Right. Like, if I really love a movie, like, it's new, I go out and I buy the Blu-ray. Right, yeah. like, like, Agreed. right. It was like I watched The Big Lebowski more when it was on Netflix. Where the fuck are they going to get You want a toe? I can get you a toe. Now that it's not on, I can still watch it. Right. Whenever and, you want. Oh, it's and, not on Netflix anymore? No, and it would really upset me if I couldn't watch it. If the they Big ever Lebowski. take down either Mad Men, It's Always Sunny, or Parks and Rec off of Netflix, it's going to be a really rough Well, like, it's for bad me. for me because they, <laughs> they took Doctor Who off of Netflix. Yeah, and they did sucks. it. They, like, they tried doing it during the season last year, and people were like, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, hey, no, forget it, hey. And they just waited until the season was over. <laughs> yeah. Relax. Everybody All right. Relax. But to the movie. So the movie so begins. Movie. Joakim Noah is writing that his sister died. Yeah. She was killed by a vampire. Yep. Joakim Noah. Well, it was, I mean, it was, was like Joakim. or something. That yeah. I, it was like, yeah. It I was said, like joking. I wrote down that he other. had a frilly shirt and a thin, ugly face. Those were the notable mm-hmm. features of the Joking now is very tall. Did you write that down? Wait, was it? Okay, so the guy that you're talking about who had a slender face. <laughs> yeah. Was that the vampire hunter guy? Yes. Yeah. I didn't think he had a slender face. I this guy had a slender face. I thought he was ugly. Whatever the case. I mean, he, he, was, he, he was not an attractive man. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he didn't I guess look the, like the the shape and size of his face is irrelevant because I just thought it was ugly. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah, that was the that was my takeaway. So away. there's this guy, and we'll come to find out his name is Baron something or other, and he's like, oh, if, you know, the vampire uh, doesn't have a uh, a shroud; it cannot rest. That whole like that whole intro where he's basically ex- he's basically explaining like what vampires are to people as if nobody knows what the fuck they are, but it it was just well, very also, like Shakespearean. Well, it's also setting up kind of the lore of the movie. It's like oh well, like it's it's something that will come into play like in the third act. Like oh, if they don't have their their shroud, yeah. they can't go to bed and stuff. Like if you get rid of the vampire shroud, it's as good as getting rid of the vampire. It's like. Not necessarily part of, like, mainstream vampire lore. So, like, they gotta establish, like, a bit of the mythology. They wanted an excuse to do this, like, weird, supposed-to-be-scary shroud dance where this vampire's covered in all these, like... Like that um, material you buy at the Halloween store next to the... Um, it was on par with, like, what a six-year-old does when they dress up as a ghost. Where it's just, like, <laughs> they take some white bed sheets and just, yeah. like, drape them but over them. But is that, you know, that, that muslin oh, material? Oh, 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 oh. Ah! Yeah, it's like 
like cheesecloth, kind of. Cheesecloth, yeah. 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 And he, he uses it to lure the vampire back into the castle car scene. And uh, turns out she's a total babe. She was a total like, babe, It's yeah. a uh, very see-through outfit mm-hmm. um, for the, the gentleman watching the which, movie. Which was also a sign of things to come. Yeah, yeah very much so. And he started, you know, I, look, like, I looked this up after we started watching, and it was listed under two genres, horror and erotic film. I was like, oh boy, what are we, <laughs> what are we watching here? Yeah, so, I feel like it kind of misses on both of those, if I'm being I honest. I completely agree. I completely agree. I'm, this movie, like, keep in mind, came out in 1970. Yeah. Like, like there's some things... Yeah, some and... A lot of horror movies came out before then. And oh, yeah, no. That we'll, were... get, we'll get into all, like, sort of the history, like, yeah. where this movie stands in, like, film history yeah. and stuff. What's interesting about... I don't about... think the time period is a good enough excuse for it. Oh, no. Part of it... Okay. One of the things with this movie is... So, back when I first got into horror movies, I saw um, Tom Savini's remake of Night of the Living Dead. Okay. And I started being, like... So, I was in junior high, so I, I took the books up we had at Prairie Junior High about horror movies. There were, like, three of them. And one of them, like, it talked about these movies that ma- were made by Hammer Pictures about lesbian vampires. And I was like, I need to see these movies. <laughs> so, you know, they didn't have it at the video station. <laughs> Spoiler alert, guys. There are lesbian vampires in this movie. Yes, yeah, there it, are. It, it's a big, uh, big uh, feature. That was actually one of the things. Last night when we were done watching the movie, I went home and I was looking up a little stuff about this movie. And... Nothing like too outstanding or anything, but the one thing was like I didn't realize there was an entire subgenre of vampire movies that are lesbian oh, yeah. vampires. Yeah, and it was something oh, like Oh, this is not this is not an unusual Right, no, it's actually part of a trilogy, entry. actually. Cool. Yeah, the yeah, they, other two parts yeah. came later. Yeah. We're but, gonna have to stay up late and watch the movie <laughs> too. But but it's also it's More also movies. interesting because like it wasn't until like about a year ago or so that I just finally bought the movie on DVD. Like I ordered it from Amazon. I'm like, I need to see this movie. I've always wanted to see. 13-year-old Dan wants me to watch this movie. Yeah, and like 20 <laughs> years later, it's like, bam. Like, we shit on the future. We were just, like, kind of shitting on the future with, like, physical media versus, like, people streaming and, it's right. and stuff. But, like, hey, I finally got to see this movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this is definitely not on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it should be. So he, so he lures her in, and she's a, she's a total babe, and he, he sets a booby trap for her. <laughs> Will. <laughs> so he does it a little so she, I would say she eventually set a booby trap for him. It was it was just her boobs. He got distracted. Right. Well, he got distracted. He, he got distracted. distracted. He was like, he was like, these vampires. But it's also kind of the thing that most guys would do, where he's like, oh wow, she's really hot. He's yeah. like, he starts going in, starts trying to mack it, you know, and uh, and he he loses himself, but then her his crucifix touches her giant cans. Yeah. And she gets, she reacts. She's like, "Ah, my boobies, my boobies are burning!" <laughs> like, like the the maid in Tom and Jerry, flawless yeah. impersonation. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, 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 uh, and then she she go, she bans <clears throat> out. She's like, "Oh, I'm not just like a hot babe. I'm a hot babe that has fangs." Right. And he cuts and her head off. Suck your and blood. he chops her head off, which yeah. is pretty dope. Yeah. Then we roll the credits. Um, it turns out this wait, movie... Wait, real quick. Can we just cover something? Like, these people... Like, a lot of the people in this movie have castles. Like, yeah, or, right. or, like, giant estate residences. 
And the thing that threw me about the first castle was this guy presumably he lived in that castle. No, 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 no. no. no he he said no the, one lived in that castle. I, I think like, some of this, yeah, it's, it's the Karstein castle. They're all dead. They're all vampires. Okay, see, I and he went there because they like killed his sister to fuck him up. Yeah. Okay. Which they get to later. Right. Okay, I hadn't made that... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my initial thought was just like, dude, you own a castle. Like, get a fucking maid. You clearly have the money. (laughs) There's cobwebs everywhere. It's just grotesquely dusty everywhere. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so then we get to... There's people in a brothel. Oh, but before that, it's also... We zoom in. This movie takes place in the duchy of... Okay. Styria. Styria. Okay. Yeah. In about 1790. 1790. 1790. Oh, 1790. I thought it was like 1770. It's no. just supposed to be like weird, like Central Eastern Europe. Well, right? that's the thing. Like, I, I kind of like it's because I, I did a bit of research for this okay. movie um, to between watching the movie and doing it, and like it's um, it's in the um, what's now the state of Styria in Austria or Stockholm, okay. whatever they call it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we cut to a brothel. There's people laughing and drinking. A dude screams outside. And everybody stops, but I don't believe in a drunken bar for one second. Anybody would. <laughs> but it, he's got two tiny bite marks in his neck and a little bit of blood, and he's dead. Yeah. So, obviously, there's a vampire problem. Obviously. And we're quickly introduced to Peter Cushing, who fans of Hammer films will recognize from that. He frequently plays like Van Helsing. Fans of Everything. every other movie yeah. will recognize him as Grand Moff Tarkin from the first Star Wars yes. movie. Yes. another target, a military target, then name the system. He Which is. actually, when he appears, he's wearing like a, a very regal looking... Oh yeah, he's uh, referring, his character's name is The General. The General. See, the right. one with the gold tassels on his jacket. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his the bright red jacket. The looking yeah. gold tassels. Dude, he doesn't wear anything that isn't fancy in this movie. Yeah. No, no, everything, even at the That's end. That's true. Yeah. Oh, not to jump. Yeah, no, for sure. So, yeah, there, there's a bunch of dandies at this, at this right, mixer. Right, I said, it's the 1700s, they dress like the Revolution. Like, I kind of meant the Revolutionary War, but I more meant, like, Prince of <laughs> the Revolution. The Revolution. <laughs> like, maybe a little understated for, like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I would I, die for you era Prince, but like... Not quite as garish. <laughs> more red than purple, I, I think. Is yeah, really kind okay. of more just as many ribbons and sashes and ascots and mm-hmm. scarves, but not you know. Yeah, not quite as no. Uh, I can I, purple. I, I can see more it. red. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. yeah, they're at there this were, party. Oh, sorry, uh, a ball. That's yeah, it was a, a ball, ball. a gala of sorts. So mm-hmm. a countess shows up with her daughter. And played by Ingrid Pitt, and she's... Uh, a countess and her daughter, who are roughly the seven same years age. apart. The, They're the roughly most. the same age. <laughs> like, for give and take, they, yeah. they could have been sisters. Yeah. If we were really trying to, like they're a little, to break it they're down. They're a little long kind. Maybe should have been, like, amended. Right. <laughs> oh, this that. is my cousin, yeah. instead of this is my daughter. I don't know. I, it, it, you see a chick like that, you don't know, question. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, fair enough. Okay. I would like to note that that, that, that ball was a total sausage fest. Mm-hmm. There was, like, the the countess and her daughter, and uh, and then Laura. Yeah. yeah. And that was it, yeah. I think. <laughs> the rest of it was just, like, dudes skulking and around the edge of the dance Laura's, floor. Laura's um, dancing with her boyfriend, Carl. And she says, who is that woman? She keeps looking at you. And 
Carl's like, she's looking at you. Carl's very perceptive. Carl is very perceptive. Because he was right. He was. Oh, yeah. He was looking at Laura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, uh, and then the comments like, oh, God, hey, a death is happening in the family. I have to leave. Yeah. Uh, this is, what? like, the one part where the creepy guy on the horse serves a purpose. He's white as a sheet. Oh yeah, he, he's, he comes in. He, he also out. comes in out of nowhere. Like he did not use the main entrance. He's the guy. He's the guy. Be like, like if he walked into your party, be like, hey, what the hell's that guy who looks like a vampire to me? Yeah. yeah. Like he kind of looks like the least clever disguise yeah. of all. He kind of looks like a vampire. Yeah. Uh, maybe played by that dude from Twin Peaks. Ooh. Blue Velvet. Like he kind of looks like him. But definitely a vampire. But definitely a vampire. Definitely. Like, gray skin, sunk back eyes. Yeah. If he smiled, there would definitely be, like, Get huge canine teeth. Get a name said, I am Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Ha ha. No, uh-huh. really, I'm Dracula. <laughs> and uh, so he comes in, and, and so the Countess is like, oh, shit. Hey, my brother's dying. I gotta leave her cousin or dad or I don't yeah. remember. I think she just said uh, somebody's they're dying. And it wasn't even like a oh I just got this news. I'm so mm-hmm. worried. I like I have to get there. All- it was like I just got news. Yeah. Someone in my <laughs> family go. is dying. Can you also- like can you watch over my hot daughter? My hot 40-year-old daughter needs you to watch No, she's not 40. She's not young. She's like our she's age She's gotta now. be she had to be in she her- was like thirty five when that. Movie. I think she was like thirty two, thirty three. I don't know. Her, her breasts are pretty perfect to be thirty five. Okay, I'm gonna look up how old she was. In this I feel like she was like thirty two, thirty three. In, in any case, so no. In any case, she was ten years older than what her character was supposed to be. Right, but we, we as we've talked about it a number of times in the podcast, that comes up pretty frequently. Yeah, especially in horror movies, like oh, this is my seventeen year old. It's like yeah, well, but she, she was, was playing. Her role was alongside these actresses who were about 20 years old. So yeah, was, which was kind of surprising. Well, we're getting ahead well, of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, but it's fine. But like, we'll get to it more when we get to it. Because like, I think that's kind of a whole theme in the movie. Okay, so she was born in 1937. So, so she, was she was 33. 33. Okay. Yeah. She looked every day of it. <laughs> She's a beautiful woman. I'm just saying it was distracting to me. Like this, she's so right. Much she's older. clearly not <laughs> yeah. 19 years old. Like she doesn't need to be looked after. Right, but but there was a thing like sort of like sort of back in the day more like it, uh, um, is like people didn't live close to each other, so you just be like, oh, can they stay here? It was like um like back when in the day. So like, okay, but if I come home one day and you're like, oh, this woman, her friend died, her daughter stayed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when the closest, like, place to be is, like, an hour ride away, like, you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, so anyway. Well, no, it's actually, like, an interesting thing I thought of, too, like, kind of about that, like, I was going to mention it, is, like, um, like, back in, like, Pilgrim times, like, it was the same thing, like, everyone lived, like, three or four miles apart, and the fastest thing was horse travel, and so, like... You know, if you called on a woman, you'd stay the night there. And they have, like, multiple beds. It's not like America now. Right. And so most pilgrims, like the Puritans, like the most religious of the religious, most people walked on the aisle, like, knocked up with, like, a bun in the oven. Because it was like, you'd go to, like, oh, I'm courting this woman. I go to stay at her house. Like, well, you have to sleep in bed with her. And we'll put a board in between you. (laughs) And that'll, that'll, you know. That'll stop you from, yeah. Having sex. And it was like, everyone was, like. 
gotten Boning. pregnant. Yeah. Because how do you not? You know, right. like. So. Self control. No, that's mm-hmm. dumb. <laughs> no. That's obviously wrong. So then the the so the the girl of the house, Laura. She has a dream where there's like, there's like a cat sitting on her. Well, but okay, like wait, before we get to that, why? How is she the girl of? She's the general's niece. Like, what happened to her family? I don't know. Also, I gotta say, like the general, general uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, mm-hmm. um, very fancy dude, very creepy. I wouldn't let like that's part where like I think the comic fall apart where the guy would be like, "Are oh, you gonna let your daughter stay here?" Yeah. <laughs> and also like. If I was, like, that girl's uncle, like, oh, it's my beautiful daughter, he's my brother, he's a little weird, I wouldn't be like, go live with your uncle for a while. Yeah, just go stay with him. He looks uh, like he definitely won't maybe molest you. <laughs> right. Because he, he, it's Grand Moff Tarkin, but, like, he's dressed like Prince. Yeah. More or less. A dandy <laughs> fop. Yes. So he's got all that, like, kind of cold, like, ooh, I, yeah. I'll blow up Alderaan. But he's, like... Fancy. Dressed very garishly. <laughs> right. He's a very fancy man. Yeah. So, um, first, so, like, she has that nightmare. Ingrid Pitt. It's gives... a hilarious nightmare. Right. Because it's, like, kind of. Like, like, Matt pointed out when we were watching, he's like, it just looks like she's masturbating. It really right? did. Every <laughs> time. Like... Every time there's a, there's a lot of nightmares in this movie, and it just looks like the chick's, like, flicking her. She's that's... totally rubbing one out that's every time. not a mistake. No, it had you to be on purpose. You might around in bed. Like, but your hands have to be under the covers. Yeah. Your hands definitely have to be under the covers. And then when you... You know, I you, don't know, like, as a choice, if you wanted to, maybe maybe you not simulate masturbation. And then I, I, you, I don't know, I'm just throwing it out there. When you start a lot of bed, we're going to pull your top down as low as, as humanly physically possible. possible. Like, it was like maybe every time... Maybe you know, showing like, some areola. When it would, like, start a lot of bed, finally, it was like... No, again, again! Pull the top down further! <laughs> but also, like, that's also, like, a bit of a, uh, be tough to do, because all these tops, every chick in this movie, um, for, for fans of the cans, as I would call them, sometimes. Fans of the cans? Alright, every chick in this movie has big tits. Yes, they do. And their top barely covers their nipples. Yeah, at one point last night when we were watching the movie, there was one girl who was not as busty as the others, and the thing I said was, she has the smallest boobs in the movie, and it still looks like she's about to fall out of her top. <laughs> like, right, like, she was like an A-cup. Right. Like a legitimate... It wasn't like she was rocking, like, double Ds or something, and they put her in a tiny little tankini. It was <laughs> right. like... It was like yeah. she had a She was a normal human being with average to below-average size boobs, below it, yeah. and... She was just pouring out they of the shirt somehow. Um, that's like that Japanese cartoon that oh, you had. Yeah. Like, we were watching it with Sean, and it was about the school where these women all had like enormous breasts. Like breasts were like physically impossible to walk yeah, it was large. Like anime. Like, it was on <laughs> yeah. TV for whatever and reason. We, and then there was a girl with like very large breasts, but like that were like a fraction of the size of the other girls in the school. So she was like really ashamed and made fun of, like and ridiculed. Because she for had it. like double G's, like. yeah. <laughs> and like we recorded it because we thought it was so funny. And then um, <laughs> Dan's mom found it on the DVR and was like, "Sean, is this yours?" <laughs> like all accusatory. When Dan wasn't home, and Sean was like, "No, I think that's Dan." <laughs> 
on, on this same note, too, he blamed it. Well, like, I know he, it was true. There was a... Uh, Sean and his girlfriend at the time wanted to watch some movie. And my dad was going there to have it. Like, the tape that was on the VCR started playing. And it was totally... It was a hardcore pornography. Like, it was the Jenna Jameson movie. VHS era, you know, yeah. and it was very funny. It was just like, oh, oh, oh that's Dan's <laughs> <That's> movie. <laughs> he blamed and, you for that too. Well, it was it me, was yours, but also like, also like, based on where the tape went, like, you don't just stop watching a porn at like the boring part. Like, it was like you know a really hardcore scene, and like, <laughs> yeah, right. So wait, was it to, just to to clarify? It was your tape. Yes. Were you the last person to yes. watch the tape? Okay, so you were the one <laughs> who left it. Right. He was right to blame me for So it. he blamed you, but it was, in fact, your right. fault. Right, yeah. The anime was both of us. Okay. <laughs> well, me, me, Sean, and Elise, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. yeah. And, we were uh, all the creepy pervos. <laughs> yeah. Well, that so, makes sense. I mean, this show was, like, bonkers. It was great. Yeah. yeah. So Ingrid Pitt gives uh, Laura a, a big smooch, and then she has, like, another nightmare... She, and in these nightmares, you're having flashes of her visions, and you see this, like, Fozzie-like character on top of her, and there's, like, this, wh- like... Waka waka! Like, matted, fake-looking fur character crawling on top okay, of her. Okay, was there like, a like, character? Yeah, kind of. Was there a character there? Because I genuinely thought it was just, like, a there was, fur blanket. Like, okay. At one point, I thought it was blanket. just a fur blanket. It was almost certainly just a fur blanket. Because I didn't see, like, anything. It was just a fur blanket over her while she was, like, rubbing one out. Yeah. <laughs> it was like she got chilly and... That seemed to be what was happening. Like, that's really what it just looked like. It didn't oh look like much of anything else was happening. Yes. And also, vampires are giant cat bear things for some reason. Like, at first when it showed up, I'm like, okay, there's like a whole lichen werewolf thing happening. You keep vampires and werewolves. Yeah. Twilight, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you associate them together. Then they would, the girls would wake up and like, it was a cat. It was like, why a What cat? are you talking about? Maybe just because like, Ingrid Pitt has sort of like a cat-like thing she's doing with her performance. Maybe. And that's what they you were know, going for. Actually, I just remembered something I read last night, which was that this was actually written before, like the, the novel that this was made from Okay, was written before like Dracula, so maybe it wasn't the okay. fully-fledged vampires that we that, know now. Like the rules that we know to right, be Right, where like vampires are bats. Yeah, because there were certain rules that come up like uh, they're, they have an aversion to garlic and obviously crucifixes, and crucifixes like we talked yeah. about. But, so... You know, maybe all that wasn't canon yet. The mirrors work, though. Did they ever look in the, mirrors? They never talked about it. If it okay. right, no, it has more to do with like sort of like the like because I I did a research report on vampires in the eighth grade, and like the the lore is like much less established. Like, we'll talk about it, like because we brought up like like decapitating them and stuff, like yeah. dismemberment. Like that was a big thing in like the Middle Ages on through like the Enlightenment times, where it was like especially in, like backwater places like Romania and stuff. It was like oh, people get the plague here, so when people die, we're going to cut them up. Okay. Or they do stuff like they bury them upside down, so they'll dig down instead of up if they're vampires. And okay. Like, yeah. Like, like crazy stuff like that, but it was like a lot less like, like there's like legends of like vampires turning into wolves and like, it, not okay. just bats, you know? Okay. Like, so yeah, more old school. So that then, makes more sense than So I then um, everyone had been like busting into Laura's bedroom 
whenever she would wake up in the middle of the night screaming like a lunatic. Everyone. Everyone. The entire house staff. That's her. And the last time, um, they're checking in on her, and Marcella's standing there, and she just goes, um, she is dead. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a good try at the accent, because, like, she reminds English. me. Do you know who she reminds me of very much? I kept thinking about. Nico? What costume shall the good wear? No. <laughs> Nico would be like. <laughs> Nico would be about an octave lower. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to the. So she is dead. <laughs> no, she reminds me of Magdalena from the first season of. <laughs> European woman with a very low voice. Right, because <laughs> who's like, kind of like like a matter of fact bitch. Just very like, aloof. Right. Well Yeah. She's you know, we we know like she speaks Polish as her native tongue. But like if you told me like Ingrid Pitt was like had hard of hearing or something, like, oh yeah, yeah okay, that makes like, sense, she yeah. speaks very good English. She just speaks kind of low and like different than it, Yeah, there's a strange accent there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but then she's, she was like she is dead. Now we get ready for all tomorrow's parties. <laughs> she is dead. Also, the doctor takes out Laura's boobs. Like, he's just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah for no so reason. There's so many unnecessary boob shots in this movie. The doctor's like, let me check her heart. Rips nightgown down. That was also the first naked boob we see in the movie, I think. Was it? I yeah. think that that's it's the first... Sho- it was shocking. Because I wrote shocking. down... I mean, it is how you would... You know, this is someone's heart, you know, and the time. You know. I feel like he could have just put the Just slightly, yeah, just down. slightly down her shirt. Because right. like, again, it's not like, like she had a very covering shirt he, on. He was like, gotta get a look at them dead titties. So, yeah, so then we see a shot of her friend. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, this bitch is cold. Is, uh, yeah, she's like, she's dead. Like she's done. She's like, progressively <laughs> turning into Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Terminator. Yeah. She but, is dead. Right, like that's the thing. Like, actually, pretty subtle, actually. But so they're like, "Hey, where'd she go?" And she's just she's gone. just gone. Yeah, it's like she left her purse in the back of that dude's car when <laughs> yeah. she was hitchhiking. She's like, "I feel the same." And then we cut to her, her friend. Uh, her friend Emma is grieving. She's like, "Oh, oh, Laura, she died." And then we see a peasant girl like running through the woods. She's it's... presumably from Jason. Yeah. Because there's a perspective shot, and this girl is like running through the woods in a very Jason. Oh, also, line. I noticed the uh, other actually there. She's a buxom peasant girl. Yes, buxom. <laughs> right. buxom she would was quite her. buxom. It, it's it's also like a thing this movie does frequently. It's like, oh, there's been a death while well, some just random will get killed. Like, yeah. It's clear that there's not a real priority put on like. The peasant, peasant people lives. in this village. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're throwaway red shirts. They're like, they're like garbage Dude, people, yeah, no, and like, we don't need to fucking worry yeah, about that. Oh, mm. the, oh, cutting that out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't back that one. <laughs> we both went. <laughs> 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 All right. Ooh. Done and done. All right. <laughs> Just before we move too far past it, the, the whole, like, Segment that took place at uh, General Moff, Tar- Moff Tarkin's uh, residence with yes. Laura. I, the one thing that kept like weirding me out a little bit was they kept cutting away, and it felt like they were just adding stuff. 
Because for no reason whatsoever that I could tell, there would just all of a sudden be like 45 seconds of men riding through the forest. But yeah. without any purpose. Like, it didn't really say... Maybe they were just trying to round it out to an even hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, like, it just felt weird. They, yeah. they weren't doing anything. There was no, like, oh, he's delivering a message to Grand Moff Tarkin or something. Right. So then, so the Baroness and her quote-unquote niece right. are going to the woods, and they get the uh, equivalent of a 1790s flat tire. and the, the, Which oh, was, near as I could tell, them running over a boulder. Right. Like, it, it wasn't a small rock that derailed the, the wheel or something. It was a large boulder, and... Men were thrown from their carriage. Oh, yeah. And so, and then they're like, homeboys around the woods, like, you guys have to come stay with us. Again, because it's like this whole thing, like, there's, like, the next place to drive is like a way away. And she's like, no, I can't do it. But you can let my hot daughter stay at your place. Yeah. And like, they're pulling, s- pulling the long con again. Yeah. Yeah, I can see the story. That, yeah. You know? Which also, they couldn't have been too far from uh, General Moff Tarkin. No, place. that's the thing. Like, it comes because, to play later. Yeah, they, they are talk not. about her, her, like, her daughter, the next potential young girl we meet is uh, Emma, right? Right, and she's friends with and, Laura. Yeah, she's friends with Laura. Like, it was yeah. her bestie yeah. who right. had just and, died. Now, this is also a thing that confused me at first, too, because, like, um, uh, Emma and her father, they're English. Yeah. They're, but they're nobles in Austria now. It's the kind right. of thing that would it, it, happen. Well, it's the kind of, and like their, um, their governess is Mademoiselle, um, what's her uh, face? Pe- Perido. Yeah. It, it's the kind of thing that would happen back then because it's like, if you, like, like even as late as like World War One, all the royal families were like first Still cousins. related. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. First cousins. And it's like, Ew. oh, yeah. Yeah, Kaiser Wilhelm was the first cousin of, of like, uh, the king of King England. Henry the... I'm Henry the Eighth. I am whatever. Yeah, King Henry the whatever. And then and Tsar they, Nicholas yeah, was related Tsar Nicholas to was too. also yeah. a first cousin. They're, they're all like related yeah. like that. Like, and, like there's I saw a picture. There's like the between the King of England and Tsar Nicholas. There is like they look like they could be brothers. Like right. there is a very strong family resemblance yeah. between them. It, Run on by and breathe. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, but there, it was also like a weird thing, Explains like, um, a lot. you know, in like the Middle Ages, and stuff, like, if you're like an English lord and sometimes you marry someone, I'm like, oh, I'm the heir to this chateau in Austria or Romania or yeah. something. <laughs> and so that's what they are. So anyway, so Ingrid Pitt comes to stay with them. And sexiness ensues. Yeah. So, like, right away... Right, like, yeah, right away, Mar- Marcella, who's calling herself Carmilla... Yeah. Yeah. At this house. Um, like, like, she's gonna... Like, they're gonna talk to her friend's family and be like, Oh, yeah, there's this um 30-year-old staying with us. <laughs> Odd woman. Really taken with uh, Emma. Yeah, with our young daughter. Carmilla. Yeah. Rockin' cans. Yeah. So anyway, she's... This, this is a part right there we kind of, like, get into, like, some of the sexiness of the movie. She's bathing. Yeah, she's like, come she's in, like, Emma, to her bedroom. Yeah. yeah. She comes it's in. not like, oh, there's some suds and you can kind of see... Her tits are just out. Yeah, there, that was not sudsy water. No. That water, like, the yeah. bubble bath, the bubbles had fallen, like, <laughs> hours ago. She was very clearly waiting for that opportune moment yeah, when Emma right. would knock at her door. Yeah, yeah and that water had gone cold. Oh and yeah, so yeah. Emma's like, oh, I'm gonna like you know try on your dress. She's like, no, no, take your underwear off. Yeah, so, well, look the same if you have your bodice on. 
Oh, that was after you missed the point where she stands up out of the bath, revealing oh. full frontal. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. full oh. frontal. I didn't forget. I just you know, yeah, didn't skipped it. Enumerate. Right, yeah, and then um, then they have she puts on the dress with no underwear, and then they have like a little pillow fight type situation where they're running around the room yeah. together, as and, all women do when left unattended. Yeah, we have naked pillow fights. <laughs> Yeah, so the, and then Emma has a nightmare about the cat sitting on her, and then they're like, oh no, it's just this cat Gustav. It's like kind of a new kind of, because like the cat fake out's a trope, like in horror movies we've yeah. discussed before even, but it's like, no, it's a new kind of cat fake out. This is the cat of your nightmares. But it's just a civil house cat. Or is it? Ooh. No, it's really the lesbian. It's a fucking lesbian stick. vampire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, um, real quick, with like, with going back to like the dresses and stuff. Uh, that she has Emma try on. Like, I, I don't think any of those colors, like neon lime green. Yeah. Like a really vivid uh, neon blue. Like, I don't think they were. I really, I'm, I'm not available. I'm time. not a fashion historian, I'm, but I don't think I'm that going, color palette was available in the I'm 1790s. refer to England's ability to make costume draw. Okay. I, I mean, yeah, I'm no, gonna, fair enough. I agree with Matt. All right, fair That's enough. exactly what my notes were, too. Yeah, it was just I lime green. They had, and, like, High school production quality wardrobe no. and well, okay. I thought the overall wardrobe was pretty good. It was just a couple of the dresses the women the wore were, were very really like they were very clearly yeah. brand new 1970s fashion. Yes, low, very low cut. Yeah. I wouldn't say 1970s, minimally cut, like 1970s definitely... version of like the 1790s. Yes. Yeah. So so yeah. We, um, the people want to call the doctor. They don't, you know, because they, they put on a little smoke screen. Yeah. Uh, another peasant gets murdered. Yeah, she yeah. offs another peasant girl. Yeah, a couple of them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, like, Ingrid Pitt, it turns out she doesn't like the sun. Like, she could go out in the daylight. Like, this is yeah. you know, not like a classic vampire. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, are, like, and I love this stylish. moment because oh, God. Emma, who is a redhead, says that the sun is glorious. No fucking redhead on the planet. No. Has ever said she that was, the sun was glorious. She was full on ginger. Yeah. Like right. super pale skin. If she stayed yeah. out in that sun for longer than about, I don't know, 45 seconds, yeah. <laughs> she was getting second degree burns. Right. And so, and then like a funeral passed by and, and Emma's like, oh, isn't it sad? And like Ingrid Pitt is like, I hate funerals. Hate them. And it, like, hey, it was an old school funeral procession. It's all these people on on foot and on like horses with carriages. Right, and they're speaking do think, Latin. Do you think that they didn't have to stop at crosswalks? <laughs> Good one. <laughs> hey, and but she also comes. What's good too is like with her having like a bit of an accent, she comes across as like kind of foreign. It's just like, oh, I, I guess she's kind of weird. You yeah. Know what I mean? Well, see, my reaction to that was that, like they were they were singing and processing, and I thought it was more the singing that bothered her. Well, it's definitely and the only it's thing like that I could really say is like it effect. wasn't that bad. Like they weren't that <laughs> out of tune. I thought they were pretty on key. They were, yeah. I mean, they were they were okay. They weren't ob- they were obviously <laughs> not, not would, professional singers. Well, and not what I would choose to listen to. Yeah, you know, no, I'm not know. that into like Gregorian chant little, music. Yeah. <laughs> Ted Nugent or something. Yeah. More my speed, but right, right. <laughs> Emma and Emma is not at all alarmed by Mar- uh, Carmela's 
outburst. No, it's immediately forgotten. Frequent. Yeah. So, and then it turns out too, like we like Emma's like kind of falling ill. But it, what's interesting here too is they mention she's not really sleeping. Yeah. Which are kind of like it's kind of a whole thing, and like we'll kind of get to it more, I guess, at the end. But I guess we can start getting into it now. Yeah, you don't always like, have to put off when we. No, get I know, something. but like I think some like vampirism in this movie is pretty clearly kind of a metaphor for lesbianism. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, she's definitely, like, bewitching her. Yeah. And it, it, she's, like, kind of turning her, like, because that's what, because, like, unlike the other girl who should just, like, kind of drink her blood and ate her or whatever. Yeah. yeah. She's, like, it's, like, Emma's Well, there was a bit of the lesbianism thing. Oh, with there the first, was. Yeah, I mean, there was some, kissed. but it wasn't, like, they yeah. They definitely kissed each other. Yeah, they definitely kissed each other. Like that, but. They didn't have a, like, tickle dress fight, though. No. Right. No, it got really overt with the right, Emma. and also like the fact she that seemed to be like in love with Emma. Oh yeah. Well, she said like before the like even before the funeral, she said something along with like blah blah blah. I love you, mm-hmm. and it was like they've known each other for four days at the maximum. <laughs> like who she was does quite taken that? with Emma. Yeah. Right. Well, and there was stuff too. Like Emma's like, oh, read me, like you know, kind of like. Of the period, too, actually. Like, romantic sort of drivel about, like, some... She had her reading prince. her sexy bedtime stories while yeah. she was laying like, like, oh, some handsome prince comes and rescues girl, and, and Ingrid Pitt's like, you, no, you want that? And she's like, yeah, don't you? She's like, no, I can't believe you do. Like, come on, have some You're a dum-dum. Yeah. yeah. What you need is me. Right. And she, she need... was, like, she was playing the hard game. Like... Yeah. Yeah. She's like, no, you don't need that man. Like, look what I got right here. And but then she takes out. She's like, you want a man? Strap on. Right. But done. Right. <laughs> but also, like, like to implications. But it's wooden. If you because <laughs> it's seventeen ninety, there's no plastics yet. <laughs> right. But like, also, like to the point, like uh, versus like Laura, like Ingrid Pitt is, you know, she was there for a day or two, and she drank all her blood. Yeah. yeah. But like, she's been with Emma. It's implied for I don't know how long. Like, it a was week or two, a good. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, they implied that. It, it, it was a good couple weeks. On. Like, yes, she's been falling into ill health, but she hasn't just like killed her. Well, and then it's revealed that she's got bite marks on her boob, right? Yeah. And which they also kind of set up by Ingrid Pitt kissing her boob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was kissing her. A little bit of foreshadowing. Every time, okay. Every time the I don't know like what face they had uh, Emma. They were telling her to make like when the <laughs> lesbian stuff was happening. But every time, she just looked kind of confused and, like, bewildered. Right. I read it, that they had yeah. a hard time not laughing during the lesbian scene. Yeah, it was, like, okay. So that could have been trivia. Like, they were kind of, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because every time, she just had this, like, confused, borderline terrified look on her face. Yeah, I think yeah. she was uncomfortable. <laughs> I can't imagine what would have made her uncomfortable. She's, uh, very innocent looking. Very, Yes. Yeah, I think that's sort of the whole she thing. She also too. genuinely cast at her age. She was like 20 years old or whatever when they made well, the movie. And, then, and she and, was supposed to be like a... Well, and they, they make Ingrid Pitt more sort of worldly. She's like... She like Even like the funeral procession, she's like, everyone dies. She's yeah. like, don't be such like a, like a fucking child. Don't be like, such a yeah. fucking peasant. Yeah. She, she says, calls her a peasant a couple yeah. times. Right, she's like, don't be a peasant, don't be a child. Don't be a peasant, I eat those for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you know, like fucking man up people. Everyone dies. Right. I mean, not mm-hmm. me, but, you know, yeah. most people. Other people who aren't Yeah, vampires. and this is also the point, too, where they, it's, they, they have sex with each other. Like, they, we don't see it on camera, but she, like... They definitely do it. How do we, oh, wait, goes, Emma and Marcella? Yeah, yeah. she, like, goes Carmella? down Yeah. Does she? I don't remember. Yeah, I thought they so. They start kissing, and then she, like... They don't show it, but it kind of, like, it was uh, heavily was implied. Like, that was what I was talking about. Her face, like when that happens, it wasn't like oh, I missed that. You know, it wasn't yeah. like 
in the jaws, the throes of passion. It just right. looked like she was confused and terrified. Well, she was she was impressionable, and Carmel is supposed to be this like very predator. Yeah, you know, and worldly too. Yeah. Like I think that it's both of those things. So, like at least the first time, like you had lesbian sex, were you like confused <laughs> and terrified by well, it? Well, it was or? with this like because you're telling me things woman. that sound like very knowing, <laughs> like beyond just speculation. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, this older vampire woman, right. um, you know, she assaulted me. Okay. <laughs> well, it's around this time, too, like, the governess is trying to be like, okay, what the hell's going on? And Ingrid Pitt's like, I've got a solution to this. I'm going to seduce her. Boom. Which doesn't take much effort at all. Even remotely. If you look like Ingrid Pitt, I don't think it takes much effort to seduce anyone. It was like... 30 seconds, yeah. and she was, like, the following... The was pretty good-looking, too. Oh, she was very... Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... So they... And it's... She gets totally, again, full frontal naked, but everything. Yeah. And it's implied that they go, like... Get down on it. Come on in. Get down on it. If you really want it. Uh, Emma's dad is, like, out going around, and she sees Laura... He sees Laura's boyfriend, he's like, hey, you live around here. Hey, drop in on Emma. Check her out. You know, I'm going out of town for a bit. See what's up. Yeah, which is bad news for Ingrid Pitt because he would recognize her. And the head butler, Renton, is getting a little worried about Emma. Yeah, he's like, we should call a doctor. Like, she's the governess is like, no, because she's like in love with. Yeah, now she's in love with Ingrid Pitt. And then he goes up and then he gets ham boned with the with this guy at the bar who has like the biggest biggest nose. That was like a (laughs) schnoz and a half. Okay, usually, also (laughs) listeners, if you have not watched this movie, which you should, when people talk about big nose, they usually talk about like a a long nose. (laughs) This was not. It was was bulbous. It was, like, it, was, it was like like as wide as his head. It, it looked like, like there squidward. was a like growth on his it was face. Like yes, it was yes, that it was. Level. But not as long. It was more like it, it was very round. It was like, each, like front eye. Sure, but like each nostril was on each cheekbone. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, it was like it was, an, it was it was an excessive amount of nose. It like like picture like. In 1850s caricature of Irish people that they would draw, like in America, like yeah. all these damn Catholics coming here, and it's like this fat potato nose. Yeah, <laughs> like, you can't it's believe. bulbous and red from all the yeah. whiskey he drinks. His nose yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah, Thomas it was. It was like to the point that it was like noteworthy as soon as it was on screen. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. yeah, it was like look at that nose, much bigger than like Thomas Nash drawing Boss Tweed <laughs> <laughs> in New York newspapers in that era. Yeah, yeah, that was my next note. Was um, bartenders and and oh, giant nose, uh, and, and so Renton <laughs> describes Emma as looking. She's like, oh, she she looks pale as death. Chick always looked pale as death. Yes, she like, did. Yeah, she was about as she, if she were any whiter, she'd be clear. Like yeah. she's very white. So he's like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go over that bitch's head. He goes to the doctor. Well, no, yeah. before that, because yeah. there's the weird like overreaction. From the peasant people, because he says something about almost as if almost as if she were a vampire, and And they're all like, like Like, yeah, yeah, there was like a record scratch. We need to get Fonzie in here to like punch the like knock the jukebox a good one. And they're all like, oh, we don't joke about that here around these parts. And I was like, wait, peasants have been dying, like dropping like flies. Yeah, and it's like, wait, he lives there, but like Renton is from there, presumably. I mean, he had a British accent, but like he's living it up. They've in been the high living society. there for a while. Wouldn't they have really heard about the peasant kind of like, deaths? 
really read about it. Like, it did confuse me the first time I watched it. Like, where the fuck is this movie taking place? And, like, why are why is everyone English? And, like, she's Mademoiselle, but she has an English last name. Everyone else has German last names. But, like, and she's teaching the girl German, but they're like, calling her Mademoiselle, which is French. Because everyone has German names, but, no, it's because there were, like, English people who, like, inherited this estate. I kind of assume okay. pieced it together. Yeah. But, yeah, Emma's pale as death, which means... She's either a redhead or she's been being drained every night by yeah. a vampire. So he goes to the doctor. The doctor has a gown and a cap. Very old school. <laughs> he answers the door with a nightcap on. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And so, like, Renton shows up the next day and he's got garlic flowers. And he's like, ooh, doctor's orders. Yeah, and the bear, uh, the governess... He's like, <gasps> get those out of here. She's like, horrified. we can't have these terrible yeah. no, garlic flowers. No, but here's my question. So she's repelled by the garlic flowers. Yeah, she's turning. Oh, because Is she's she? in the process of turning. Yeah. So she's what? turning into a lesbian or a vampire, as the movie. It doesn't well, really are... matter, but like they're yeah. interchangeable because it doesn't bother Emma. Okay, so just like a factual question: Are lesbians like scared off by garlic? <laughs> Anyway, so the doctor shows up, and he's like, I fucking love science. Get these garlic flowers out of here. And then, like... That's actually a perfect example. Like, he's like, no, <laughs> fuck you guys. Science is here. Fuck this garlic. Right. And then the governess leaves, like, actually, keep the, keep the flowers okay, here. Just keep the and we're going to put a crucifix around her neck. Right. Because he's like, I'm no dummy. Yeah, I, I, I'm a man of science, but... There's clearly vampires. But also, I'm going to cover my fucking bases. Because there's clearly vampires right. involved. Mm-hmm. The whole place stinks of vampires. Yeah. And lesbian sex. <laughs> yeah. So the doctor's like, I'll be back tomorrow to check on her. Just uh, don't get seduced by, you know, a hot vampire chick who <laughs> <lives> here. <laughs> and we'll be fine. The doc's driving home, and he gets ambushed by Ingrid Pitt. Yep. And then, uh... She eats his throat. Oh, yeah. The doctor's horse throws him, which was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> and he just kept yelling. It was, uh, the horse's name was Jupiter. He's like, Jupiter! 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 It's <laughs> a pretty good name for a horse. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, like, not like bad. Like, if I was going to have a horse, a decent name for one. Yeah. Um, the governess is having a violent nightmare, and, uh, Renton... Or, would you say she's having cat scratch fever? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder I would what that say... drop is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, Renton is looking at her through a ginormous peephole that, like, in the door, he's looking through, a like, comically the oversized keyhole. The oversized keyhole, which tells me that many a night has been spent oh. outside that keyhole by mm-hmm. Renton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, watch the Jacking off to uh, the governess. He, like, she also, she was having a nightmare, which is code for, like, lesbian masturbation. masturbation. Session. Yeah, yeah. Slash giant cat. Slash giant <laughs> cat on top of you. <laughs> so, yeah, and then the, the uh, homeboy, the, the main dude in the house, he comes across, like, the other people. He comes across Peter Cushing, Grim Muff Tarkin, the general. Okay. You know? He comes across the bear and the dude from the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yes, yes. He's all gray and old. And he's like, and they're like, oh yeah, bad things are afoot. And they show him the dead doctor. They also kind of like lay some of that stuff out, like the difference between the continent versus England. They're like, hey, okay, I know you're like an Englishman, but like we believe in vampires here, and they're definitely vampires. (laughs) So you have to come with us. We're going to the castle to kill all the vampires. And he's like, they're going to go on a monster hunt. Yeah, dude. 
Basically, and the dude's telling him about his um, brush with the vampire previously, with the hot vampire. And he says, when the moment came, I could not move. Except for my dick. Boom! Rock hard! And then it was weird. High five! High five! High five! Rock hard dick! Yeah! Yeah. It was weird, though. They cut back and, like, zoomed in on his crotch, and he was definitely (laughs) pinching a pants tag. Yeah. That was weird. That was a weird choice. It seemed gratuitous. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. but it really artistic choices. So we, we yeah. go back to the castle, and like, what's interesting too is like Renton. He doesn't suspect Ingrid Pitt. He, he's like the governess is a vampire. Yeah, he thinks yeah. it's the governor. Which I mean, to be fair, she's, she's acting, the one. Who she's acting like, creepier. Yeah, she was recoiling at the garlic flowers. She's obsessed with Carmela, so she's like very protective of her. So she's getting like. Really crazy about keeping the doctor away yeah. from Emma, and but at the same time, like this shows a lot of like monster movie logic, where like he assumes it's the governess, right? Because this is somebody who you've presumably been working with for I don't like, know six months to a year right. at the least. At the least. Met. Okay, if you had to choose between two people being a vampire, the chick who's pretty hot, but the chick who's like smoking looking. hot. The one who showed up out of nowhere. And All right, is... no, no, no. I'm asking Matt, not you. The weird. So, so we're talking about the chick who I've worked with for like, let's just call it three or four years. Yeah. Who's, who's or very the like, or the girl who's like the super hot vampire chick who showed up at my door. Yeah. Like, who do you think is a vampire? Three weeks ago. Be honest. <sighs> it's probably the governess. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, God damn it. No. Um, yeah. It's so, definitely. So then her. we go back to the um. The the man the mansion it's the um, and they're disinterring the bodies and stuff. Yeah. He explains like there's a whole thing from the beginning where like the vampire can't sleep without his cloak and they're looking for. He's like I killed all the vampires I fought. Right. He but, says he's like but then I got well, no. tired. He says he knew I there was another one. one. And it right. was like, but I was so tired by the end of all the but, vampire but killing. But he also said, too, he's like, dude, after that night when that one chick tried to do me and I, like, was really intent on killing vampires, I almost didn't, and I cut her head off, and it was really good at me, but still, he's like, I really couldn't move back there, because he's like, you know... Well, but it was like, okay, really, though, he was just being lazy, because he yeah. killed the other ones after he killed her. Yeah. No, he killed her last. No, no. they showed him killing he her went first. And killed the other ones after he, dug he up went all and their dug graves. up their graves. It was like proof of concept for him. Like once yeah. he killed her, he, he went, knew that yeah. the rest of the family was vampires. That's how I took it. So he went through. But he was like, and like, I got so tired from digging in. And, and it was like anything a, a good night. night's sleep might have cured. I don't yeah. know. Like, like you couldn't come back the next night, right? right. Or the next day, yeah. like during yeah. daytime hours when you know the chick's still sleeping and so doing anyway. Back at the chateau or the mansion or what have you, uh, Renton is like, "Hey, good Pitt, you know." And she's like, "Oh, take the godflowers out of the room." He's like, "I don't think we should do that." And she's like, "No, let me seduce you." And he's like, "Okay." And he's like, "Take the godflowers out of here. Take the crucifix out of here." He's like, "And he yelled at the peasant serving oh, girl." Yeah. He's like, yeah. "Get the fuck, get the fucking out of here, you Because he's getting it on with Mar- Carmela, Marcella. And he and he's like completely flipped because normally he has to have sex with a one legged prostitute behind the pub he goes to. Her, she has a name. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm is, sure she has a name. Her name is Gretchen. Yeah, she has no teeth. Just imagine how disgusting the prostitute is that his meager salary yeah. can afford. Because like not only like bringing it back to classical times, she's like she's not just like a beautiful woman. She's like uh, she's a lady. She's a contest. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he is and not a handsome butler. He is smoking a... Smoking no, He has a sort of Jeffrey Jones thing going on with his <laughs> face. 
Is that the principal from Ferris Bueller? Yes. Yes. That's what I was thinking yeah. the whole time. Were you really? Yeah, yes. totally. That's what I was 100%. thinking. 100%. Do I have understand. his name right? I think it's Jeffrey Jones. I think so. Different meaning of that song. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look guy. up. Yeah. Watching, <laughs> watching kid porn, I guess. Because <laughs> that's his thing, apparently. So, Jeffrey and then uh, Homeboy Jeff. shows yep. up. Yep, Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, Laura's boyfriend shows up. Carl. He's, yeah, Carl. He's like, he's sussed out what's going on. Yeah. He like blows through the doors, like sword out. Right. Ready to murder people. And then, but also too, like Emma's like kind of like, she's like, I'm dying. And Camilla's like, well, I'm going to take you back to my mansion and turn you in like a real vampire. It's right. like essentially what's like implied. She's like, Let, we're going to go to my house. She's and so, we're going to be in yeah, love. We're going to be vampire married. The governess comes running out of her room and she's like, like <gasps> me, It's like, oh, apparently there's something about Carmilla. Yeah. Marcella, it was very awkward. Everybody, like, it was, yeah, she was like, yeah. Triangle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like clear. It's like she only has eyes for Emma. Oh, yeah. yeah it, so, so she's like, governess, I played you. Yeah. Like a fiddle. She thought she looked at her like she was pathetic. Yeah. As shit. Yeah, and so then she drinks all her blood, and then... And again, Emma still looked really confused. Just yeah, really she's like, confused. She's kind of uh, watches well, it, and she's like... Ah. Um, we say confused, but also want to point out kind of beautiful, too, I think. Okay. You're not wrong, I mean... Right, sure. Well, they find Marcella's so, coffin. Well, but Homeboy, you, like, right here, too... Oh, so Carl when, shows up. Yeah, and he uses... He flips the knife around, it's got a handguard, so yeah. if you turn it upside down, it looks like a crucifix. Yeah. And he, like... It's like, ah, get back, get back. And he throws at her, and she disappears like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And it breaks the vase. Mm-hmm. And then he picks up Emma and, like, starts consoling her. Presumably. But she's still in terrible health at this point. Yeah. Yeah, but she'll be fine. She needs some, like, B vitamins and a blood transfusion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Blood um, transfusions then. No, but they found, they found her coffin, and yeah. it's revealed that she was only 23 years old when she died. <laughs> Right, so we she's just, supposed to be like a 23-year-old girl. Right. You know, I had less of a problem with her age than you guys did. I thought her body was pretty perfect, so like... She oh, doesn't no, love I'm not complaining. Yeah, I'm not saying she isn't hot. Not even okay. close. By okay. a long shot, but okay. she definitely okay. does not look like but she's in her we're, early We're 20s. talking about this, but like, like, the people in Scream are like 23, and they're supposed to be like 18. That's more unbelievable than her being 23, I think. I, no, disagree. I disagree. It's more distracting because she's playing opposite these young girls who you were like twenty years old, twenty somethings <clears throat> who look very young, play teenagers. Where it's like, okay, they're obviously not teenagers, but to have like someone in her thirties playing an early twenty something who looks every bit as old as she actually is, is like uh, against twenty year olds is distracting. And that the against twenty year olds is the biggest thing. I yeah. think the, the scream thing you're more willing to forgive because they all look like they're in their early twenties, like yes. eighteen year olds. Okay, I, I get but it. they all look the same age. Right. Whereas, whereas here, like in this yeah. it was a clear sure, ten year sure. difference. Yeah. Okay. She looked more like she was her mother it's in the film or the countess's age. Yeah. Well, and what? So yeah, so they find her body and they drive a wooden stake through her. Take that, vile fiend! Ah! 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 Uh, Dad, that's his crutch. Yeah. Um. This guy says, "I will do it," and gingerly removes his gloves. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. It's like gingerly removes his gloves, and like uh, 
the one dude's like, well, I'm going to go over and pray while this is happening. It's like, dude, like, we might need you. Yeah, like, right? They, they all did it with, like, no sense of urgency, urgency at, all. at all. It was just like, all right, well, fair enough. she on. could be murdering my daughter right now, but I'm just going to, like, no. mm. uh, yeah. In fairness to them, Homeboy had already taken care of that. But did they know that? No. Because that definitely, definitely wasn't clear to me. I don't think she would have been there if she had, if that wasn't already true, okay. necessarily. I agree with that, but it still wasn't clear. Right. Because in the movie, I wasn't sure that, like, mm-hmm. is, like, her body there always? So then, then after they stay, they're like, also, we have to cut off her head. Yeah. <laughs> Which at least was like, and that, that kind of goes back to, like, again, they sort of the old school thing. It's like, you have to... It's not always just like movie rules, like oh, did, you know, stake to the heart, no reflection stuff. It's like sure. more like old school, like you dismember a vampire, like yeah. cut off their arms and their head. And Fuck it, yeah, yeah, might as well. Right, <laughs> you know. Hopefully, it's, it's dead, but let's just make sure. Right. Yeah. And uh, it seems to work. And then there's a painting of her, and it gets really old, and it, it also grows vampire things for some. But reason. then, uh, creepy, <laughs> creepy. Um, Inconsequential vampire dude who was last seen laughing maniacally on his horse. Yeah, it's just seen that like he's still around. Yeah. Like okay. Which also <laughs> completely unnamed character had his only has nothing to do with the plot. His only purpose was to get the countess lady to leave the first party, and then just look creepy the rest of the movie. He looked like a vampire the whole movie. He did, yeah. Oh, the one thing that I noticed towards the end was like. All of these men were basically useless, except for the main vampire hunter. Like, even in, like, struggles with Carmilla, like, they 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 were completely useless. Nobody in the movie knew how to struggle. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, they were just like, oh, well, I guess this vampire is <laughs> going to eat me, and right. then just let the vampire eat them. Yeah. So, there was I mean, no, like, fighting them off. Yeah. You know, I kind of chose this movie because it's sort of the first gothic horror movie we've done. It's also kind of, it's also the first and probably one of the only Hammer movies we've done. Yeah. It's sort of, um, it's sort of the end of the Hammer era, too. It, it's, um, ni- this movie came out in 1970, and, like, we, we talked about some of this stuff before, but, like, movies were, like, Rosemary's Baby and Night of the Living Dead had already come out, and... They were like those movies, which were like kind of slicker American productions. Like, like yeah, you were starting. Those first movies so good, right? Yes. Well, you were starting to get gory American movies like The Wild Bunch, yeah. And so there was less of a market for like campy. Well, it like like the movie was already considered kind of old fashioned when it came out, but also like goriness, like the British couldn't compete with American. Yeah. Like they couldn't the sixties because you couldn't do that shit in American movies. Right. And uh, that's also part of the reason they made this movie like sort of sexier. It's like right. part of the it's the first of the lesbian vampire trilogy Hammer made. And like there were the, other like beyond those three, there were other like oh lesbian yeah, there's vampire vampires, movies. Lesbos and stuff. Yeah, this was like the first one of any of those. Right, it's sort of the beginning of like a little subgenre mm-hmm. and a movie I've wanted to see for twenty years, and yeah. so I finally got to do it on my podcast. Um, yeah. So what's this movie about? Well, I mean, like, we talked about, like, it's also, like, for the time, like, even, like, ten years later, like, there weren't American movies being made about lesbian vampires, necessarily. <laughs> like, mainstream ones, like, released to theaters. And, you know, on that note, there's, like, no movies being made right now that are about lesbian vampires. <laughs> they are, we just haven't seen them. Women weren't done a lot of justice in this movie, I'm gonna say. 
I would argue that no one was done yeah. a lot of justice well, in this movie. Ultimately, the men saved them from I, the evil clutches of the lesbian vampire. And even the like lesbian relationship, it's like between Emma and Marcella. Emma was just kind of a pawn. In she it. was passive at best. Yeah, she was very passive. There was no like there was no importance to that relationship. Like it was all like just very sexualized. Like you don't see them actually kiss on the lips at any point. You like, do. There's no, you, no, disagree. I I actually rewatched all the lesbian scenes and for research purposes today. And you definitely see them kiss on the lips. I don't recall that. Okay. I rec- you okay. do. Yeah. I actually do remember. They do kiss on, but it's very, it's not like. I remember her kissing her It's not sexy. Like that. It's, it's not disagree. like a deep, well, okay, it's here. It's not like a deep, passionate kiss. It's more like a, like Any it, of the just a slight kiss. lesbianism was definitely like to be erotic. Like there was no yeah. like, All right. quest, like for men. You know, like, there was sure. no, like, pushing the boundary of, like, I, I, what is I, intimacy like, or... And the, it, some of that, I, I think, is, like, the movie is constrained a bit by the time period. But my argument kind of to that, like, kind of the on the other hand is the only character in the movie who's compelling at all is Ingrid Pitt. Yeah, that's true. And, and like... Yeah. Like, you know... Yeah, she's think, definitely the bad guy. Like, there's no redeeming the quality guy. to her in the story. There's no real good guy, though. The good guys are just the regular people and the, the like damsels in distress. That, that's kind of my point. It's like the only character in this movie who is interesting at all is sort of the, the bad guy vampire. Yeah, and and it's a chick, which is all, like also like you know yeah we're kind of constrained by the time period and like sort of the genre of movie this is. It's like you know you could be kind of we're kind of getting in the era like my, my, what I consider my favorite in a movie. It's like late sixties, early seventies, where movies just start getting nuts. Yeah, this is kind of definitely that. But, like, you know, there are, like, certain things with that. But, like, I think, like, you know, she, the strongest character in the movie, the only one that you give a damn about. Right, is Marcella. Right. I guess, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like it was definitely, like, she's pushing the evil lesbian, like, this desire mid- onto these innocent girls. And these men have to come in to stop it. That was my big takeaway. See, but like, but I, see, I even then, like, it wasn't like these men. It was this one guy who clearly is looked down on as like this fucking crazy person who like believes in vampires. Yeah. Because everyone else is just kind of like, yeah, I mean, yeah, vampires. Like that's fucking dumb. Do anything to fight right. back. We're at talking all. about a movie that's almost forty years old, and like this movie passes the Bechdel test. How many other movies from that year do? Like, like I'm not like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna defend it. No, fair enough. Yeah. But like, I'm just saying, like I don't. I, I mean, and I'm fine. I'm fine with looking that. It's just interesting that it's like they want the lesbian sex to be erotic for male viewers. Like that is how. It's oh, exactly clearly, yes. Yeah. No, There's no question about that. One hundred percent. But it's not. It's evil. Right, Kinda. I mean, it's it's not like I think it's more like vampires are always about sort of sexuality and like. Sort it of, was interesting to see a woman in that role rather. Well, than that's a what male I mean, though. Vampire. It's like vampires are traditionally like, especially like gothic vampires, like yeah. um, Christopher Lee, like more in the Hammer tradition, or Bela Lugosi. It's about like, it's about sexuality. Well, it's about giving all in. of vampirism is like. Basically, metaphor for sexuality. Right, yeah. I mean, it's about giving into like dark desires. Yeah. Like, not like I don't even think there's necessarily like for me, I don't think there's necessarily a judgment value on it. 
I, I mean, think there is, but yeah, I mean, it there, would not take away. Sure, but it's like... I think it's... I just find it to be a little bit hypocritical to be like, this is for our, like, titillation. Like, oh, yeah. But the, but the message is... Watch out! Don't let your women get stolen by like a lesbian, lesbian vampire. You know the evil lesbian vampire. <laughs> like I no, I just, no. There's that too. That's like, my take. To a certain degree, this was based on a book written apparently right. like in the 18, yeah, in like, 1871. Yeah, it's a book by, uh, called Carmilla that included all the lesbianism. Oh, huh? yeah, and that was actually part of the way because like what's interesting too is. Like, um, cause this was, uh, one of the last co-productions, like Hammer was like a horror, they made horror movies and they were usually co-productions, they were co-productions like American International Pictures and like they'd be distributed by, um, and this one's MGM, other ones Warner Brothers and stuff. And like this one, they're kind of like, Hey, um, you can kind of make, put more sex in movies was like part of like the inspiration for this. But then, too, like, in England, like, they've got, like, real censors. Like, here we've got, like, a self-governing body, the right. IPA yeah. and stuff, which can be a kiss of death and stuff. But there it's, like, part of the way they got past, like, the censors, they're like, well, this is based on a novel from 1871. Right. So we can have all the lesbian sex we want because it's in this, like, novel. Right, because it's in this book. Yeah. As far as what's going on at the time, I mean, in England, uh, Queen Elizabeth was the queen. God save the queen! Um, this movie straddles the period between Harold Wilson, who was the Labour Prime Minister, versus uh, Edward Heath, who was a conservative. But during Harold Wilson, uh, Harold Wilson um, homosexuality stopped being a crime, abortion was legalized, um, capital punishment was eliminated. So it was like a very like sort of where they got ahead of us yeah. in most areas, yeah. like in terms of social stuff. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and then and what, over, what, um, oh, and then over here, Richard Nixon was fucking yeah. president. Well, I'm not a crook. Uh, the Vietnam War was going on. Like at the what highlight. influence do you think this movie had, if any, or influences that were present? Uh, in the there are some. I would say more than anything, this movie was influenced. It's sort of the tail end of gothic horror movies being yeah. like sort of made, like. Stuff now that's made like that, it's like a throwback. Like this was kind of, from what I was reading last night, this was kind of the last. This was the the last movie that Hammer made with American money, right? Then after and this was, was kind like, of the last hurrah, right? Because they after started they started movies, making more uh, like, like pure B movies, like right? They started moving like Christopher Lee was would like openly complain about the movies he was cast in and stuff. Yeah. Like they started getting money from like EMI, the record label yeah. stuff. EMI, and this last like. It's sort of it, this movie was old fashioned at the time in like sort of the style it was, but it was trying to like make like a bit gorier, a bit sexier like sort of movie, yeah. that, you know, in like sort of the gothic tradition of like Bram Stoker's Dracula, White Zombie, and whatever else. Yeah. And it's sort of the tail end of that. Now everything made like that is like consciously a throwback, like, like a yeah. Crimson Peak, or like uh, Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. Oh yeah, like, like, yeah. like very. I like, like that movie. I, I, I do, do too. Yeah, really like that movie. It's great. We should do that sometime. Yeah. Definitely. All right, want to get into the segments? Yeah, dude. Sure. We ready? Yeah. Anything? Anything else you want to say about the time period or influence? Or uh, fuck Richard Nixon. God damn it! I'm never going to discuss this son of a bitching Watergate thing again. I mean, can't go wrong with that. I had something, but I can put it in the. Yeah, we can work it in the segments. You, okay. All yeah. Right. No. It, it it corresponds to. It corresponds. Okay. Yeah. Elise, hottest titties. Okay, so I said I really like. 
those vampire titties that are literally sizzling hot when they touch the crucifix. Because <laughs> it's really kind of a funny moment moment when the movie starts. It's right at the beginning of the movie. And she's, like, leaning in to kiss him. And then you just, like, get the shot of her, like, giant heaving melon-heavy breasts. <laughs> and they're, like, coming in slow motion. And they make contact with that crucifix. And it's like... Those are pretty hot titties. Literally. Um, I have to kind of give it to the girl in the woods we mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, the peasant girl had some nice titties. Yeah. Okay. Like running away from Marcella in the woods. Okay. The bouncy um, ones. Bouncy. Uh, to be completely honest, Ingrid Pitt is some of the best tits I've ever seen. They're natural. She's 33 and they're rock hard. Perfectly shaped. She had good boobs. Hubba hubba. She had yeah. good boobs. I wrote down Marcella as well, so that's Ingrid Pitt. Yeah, yeah she had some. See, I was trying to think outside the. They box were, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. They were just, they were there frequently, and they were really good. Yeah, so. yeah. There's a reason that she was topless for much of the movie. Oh yeah, and yeah. comfortable being yeah. topless for most yeah. of the film. Yeah, um, rock hard. God. That's... <laughs> what do you want me to say? Best hair. Um, I gave it to Laura's boyfriend, Carl's sideburns. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I liked his sideburns. Uh, dude, the old man, too. Emma's dad is nice rocking some burns. Oh, yeah, yeah he did have good he burns. He had some gray sideburns, some Ooh. gray curly mm-hmm. sideburns. He looked very... Also, like, Matt, I think, originally thought he, but, like, he looks very much like John Lithgow. Yes. Yes. He does look you very much that, like John actually, Lithgow. You said that, when we were yeah. watching it, yeah. Uh, I gave it to Emma, because I, I like redheads. I wrote down her too. She had really nice, like a really pretty shade of red hair. It was it was really good. Right. Hair. It was yeah. also it wasn't like weird. It was like strawberry yeah. red. It wasn't like super fire engine-y, gingery red. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty. It was really pretty hair. It was a little yeah. fine. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Well, I, there's nothing the wrong with fine hair. No, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. This was one. This was one of the ones that was really hard for me to come up with. Well, what was interesting in this movie is no one had period appropriate hair. It was all no, very no, 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 no. It hair. was all seventies hair. Okay, yeah. you guys, are, like, the women especially. Sound, okay, you're making it sound like there was fair faucet hair. Like, okay, well, no, that's like, late seventies. Okay. This, this is like early, late sixties, early seventies. Okay, like if somebody no had showed up with like a bob it. in a like neon miniskirt, I wouldn't have been surprised because that's like nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, and, okay, and it was okay, like okay. Here's what I would say about any of the period stuff is. Okay, that, that's actually another thing, too. Like, the British generally do pretty good costume dramas. Like, it's kind of what they were known for. They right. show my PBS here. But, like, everything at least looks like the 1970 version of something from 1790. Fair enough. No, it just looks like 70s. I'm going to give, give best hair to the, uh, the weird vampire guy. Because it was just yeah. that shit. That's a good answer. It was just ludicrous. Jet black. Like, insane yeah. looking well, he person. He looked like a vampire. Yeah, no, yeah. he looked like what a vampire, when you picture a like, vampire, like, that's what like, you think like of. Like I said, like, he showed up at a party, I'm like, hey, what's that vampire? Why is Dracula here? <laughs> right. He didn't look like a non-vampire. Right, no, he didn't look like a person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best outfit. I'm going to start wardrobe. this one off because I had a couple, and they're both worn by Peter Cushing. Okay. Right, I'm off target. The one, <laughs> I like, he had this robe slash kimono thing. It had a floral pattern. It had a wide green collar. Really liked that. And then later on, like, I couldn't, like, because all the guys were dressed kind of fancy, but he just dressed somehow much fancier. Like, he, he must was, have had his own stuff tailored. It was like a step above. Well, he was, I mean, he was the general. Yeah, that's true. Dude, he... Okay, Clearly, on, he's a man of so affluence. So he's wearing, he's wearing a, uh, a full... He's wearing a, a jacket with tails. Yes. Um, he's wearing, with that, a striped shirt with a lacy cravat. And, like, it looks like a... Uh, 
like a, a turquoise like sort of medallion with yeah. that. He had many cravats, I, I would bet. Yeah. <laughs> and then he had like sort of grayish uh, purple pants. Yeah. Beautiful. Very fitted. Very and, fitted. And, oh, yeah. And culottes with that, yeah. too. Like, you know. And then, I mean, you know, those are like my two things. Like, I could say stuff that I most, like, everything else I picked would be for like period interest. Yeah. Sure. Like, I like any time any chick was wearing something see-through. I loved how... Ingrid, Which was every scene in the movie. <laughs> I liked how Ingrid Pitt was wearing through much of the movie this red medallion that was like... Buried in her bosom. Right. <laughs> like, like you, you couldn't look at it without looking at her boobs. There were no less than three scenes where it was literally... You could see she was wearing that necklace, but the pendant on the necklace was so far into her cleavage that you could not see it. <laughs> it was below the cut line of the dress. Uh, Fantastic. Least. Okay, um... I wrote down General's tasseled coat because the tassels looked like it was like a coat you would buy at Party City, like in their Halloween costume section. Marcelo's insane lime green dress that we brought up earlier with black trim. Yeah. Cut and style completely out of the time period with like um like the black trim. Mm. Coming down the neckline in yeah. a very Actually, current way. I'm actually an expert on 1790s fashion that was very in style. Okay, obviously. Yeah. I liked the one housemaiden who had this, like, super heavy t- shawl and a really covered nightgown with a, and a roughly hat that was tied around her chin. Um, I, I liked that there was, like, no sign of her being a woman underneath that. <laughs> no, I didn't like any of the outfits, really, in this movie. I thought they were all, like... Very cheap looking, and I didn't think the costuming was very well well done. I liked the Peter Cushing outfit that you were talking about. That was an amazing outfit. I didn't even bother writing it down because you were like, bravo. (laughs) You got really excited about (laughs) the bathrobe thing. It's also like, again, like... Oh, yeah, his bathrobe with the big geisha sleeves. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're also like, like I've said before, like, we're kind of talking about, like, the end of an Aaron movie. Like, this movie is, like, also, like, for modern news, Jesus... (laughs) It's mostly shot on like a soundstage, like very obviously, yeah. Yeah. and like that's something you don't see anymore. Right. Like, yeah. and it's sort of like it's a costume drama in that like sort of tradition. Like, okay, can I finish my costume yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know you had more. I, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I haven't gone yet either, Dan. Yeah, uh, Marcella's straight up see-through white nightgown where you can see her bush and everything. Loved it. Yeah. Um, but my best outfit, I think, is. The blue dress Marcella has Emma put on without underwear underneath it. And she's like, what will my father say? And when she goes down for dinner with Marcella wearing it later, her father, it turns out, approves. Oh, what I like, too. What's even better. Which is so creepy. Because I I, I watched it uh, again today. She's like, what will my father say? Oh, he will appreciate it like all men. It's like, like, dude, that's uh, a little weird. Yeah, that was... But it seemed kind of foreign and, like, normal. Right. You know, for them. Well, I mean, she's, like, vaguely Eastern European, and they're weird about shit like that over there. Oh, yeah, I assume. So... Yeah. Best outfit. Best outfit. So, like, I... Okay. I was torn, Mm -hmm. but you guys have covered both of them. Like, two that I I was really torn between, and I'm gonna... I'll... Like... Was Peter Cushing's bathrobe. Because... Right. Goddamn, was that amazing. Yeah, it's like, like... If we could all have those... The world would be a better place. Well, they do in Demo Man. It's a bad place, it turns out. I guess. It's like how people walk around. But like, like, 
a silk, sleeve. like geisha sleeve kimono yeah, thing. D- yeah, we just seems so comfortable. Simon Phoenix <laughs> shows up and he's like, "No, all the cold air up. gets up your sleeves, and then you then you go to wipe yourself, and your sleeve gets in the toilet." Why did you say water? it was practical? I just said it seems <laughs> wonderful. No, you take Luxurious. it off. Luxurious. Okay. Yeah. Behind closed doors, you take it off and you take a dump. Like. <laughs> You right. think Otho wears that when he takes a dump? Maybe. So you have to take a kimono probably. jacket off every time you take a dump, which for that some does people seem like a hassle. several times a day. <laughs> that does seem like a hassle. Yeah, Otho probably crafts like three times a day. <laughs> right, but okay, so, so wait. But my second part was, I agreed with Dan on that one, but the second part was all of the women's clothing in this film was drastically out of period. Right. And I know Dan is already... Profess that it is in fact in period of the 1790s yeah. because he is a fashionista. Yeah. You see that um, dress, dude? That was okay. She was smoking hot in that. That was definitely not 1790s period, but holy shit, was she hot in that? That as soon as she walked in, my head just went like "Lady in Red," and they just kept playing over. And it was like I fell in love with her too. Um, best death. I go with the decapitation right in the beginning. Kind of sets it to us like, yeah, yeah, fucking decapitation, dude. That's one of mine. I also wrote down, um, I think I like even better the doctor. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. He, he also tries futilely, like, we didn't touch on it, drawing a crucifix in the dirt. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's the dirt. That's over there, dude. I'm killing you right here. Yeah. You dumb motherfucker. Stupid science bitch. Fucking peasants. <laughs> Uh, I wrote down the first vampire because yeah, that was it's awesome. It's a good decapitation. There's yeah. like a boob there's burn a, and well, then a And there's a flashback to the decapitation that was also really good later yeah. in the movie. I liked that. You get yeah. to see it twice. Uh, scariest scene. Um, I think just an overall look at the lesbian agenda. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, the, the SJWs are on the march against us menonists. Yeah. Uh, SMRAs. I can't um, get behind this. I Milo yelled. Yeah, I'm a novel over this. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta stand against this. I'm finishing my coffee. No, but I, I did like, I just sort of appreciate, like, sort of the, the um, gothic set design at the beginning when, like, the, the vampire's, like, in town. Like, it's a regular shroud. It's, like, a little goofy, but, like, it kind of. The shroud is really goofy. It felt silly. But I, I liked sort of the, like, killing peasants and stuff. And, okay. like, the. Yeah, scariest scene, Matt. Uh, scariest scene. I not didn't. A lot of I, there, was not a lot. there was not a lot. There was nothing that was particularly also, frightening. I mean, I will say, like, yeah, no. It was and even the parts, scary. even the parts that were supposed, like, you could tell when they were trying to be scary, they felt silly to you me. Know, I'll say what was really scary was these old white dudes hanging out in a church, decapitating a woman. <laughs> Something real threatening <laughs> that translates to today for me. And what what was really scary was the lack of attention to detail for period costumes. Those were clearly 1970s dresses. <laughs> See, like I thought it was scary when when Ren goes down because I would totally fall for that. I'd be like, I'm pretty sure she's a vampire. I'd be like, well, I'm gonna roll the bones. Right. You know? Well, that brings us right to: Would you survive? Absolutely not. No, I would. Die. I would definitely die. In um, I would survive because. Someone's clearly adult daughter, a stranger <laughs> wants to stay with us and be like, I'll pay for the hotel if I really feel guilty about it. Get but the she fuck can out of here. she can stay at the fucking holiday inn down the street. She's not staying in my house. I, I saw her leering at my daughter. That's cre- it's creepy. Uh, look, okay, but like picture her looking at you with those like blue eyes, like Pass. 
I said that I would survive for different reasons than both of you. Uh, okay. I set myself, unlike Elise, I set myself in the period. Yeah. Uh, but I'm figuring I'm not any kind of like nobleman, nor am I working at the nobleman's home. I'm probably just some peasant. Yeah. And as far as peasants go, she's only killing female peasants. Yeah. So I'm yeah, she I'm good to go. Only kills female peasants. That's what she likes. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm not a it's doctor. I'm not, like, trying to fuck up her long play. Like, I'm not the doctor. I'm not sure. getting killed. I'm not the yeah. girl's father. I think I, I would probably offer to kill myself if I saw her. I'd be like, wait, wow. what's going on? That's... I'm joking. It's a joke. Are you? Are you? <laughs> Definitely. How's this movie compared to Friday the 13th like, Part 4? This has just been upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say that Friday the 13th Part 4 is a better movie than this. I disagree 100%. I found this to be pretty boring, and I think, and I did not feel bored while watching Friday the 13th Part 4. I have no reason to watch either of those movies ever again. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I will likely never watch either of them ever again, and to say which one is better or worse... <laughs> Or more enjoyable is kind of a toss-up. How many machetes do you give this movie? You go first, because I always change my answer. No, because I want you to change your answer, like, because you're going to do it eventually anyway. No, you go first. I'm going to give it... When it's on the fence between two and a half and three, I'm going three. Wow, that's really high. Like, it is much not. too high for this no, movie. It's not I a want, very good movie. I wanted to see this movie for 20 years, and I enjoyed watching it. Matt, how many machetes out of five? Out of five? Yeah. I'm going to go one. Like, it wasn't yeah. particularly scary. The lesbianism, like, honestly, if I want to watch girls touch each other, b- other's boobs, like, it's 2016. I can just go on the internet. Yeah. So, like, that doesn't do much for me. I don't know. It, it was whatever. I give it... I'm not upset I watched it. a generous than Matt, because I do... Well, I did get a, a laugh at certain parts. I don't think the gore was very good. The scares weren't good. No. Like, uh, it wasn't sexy. Disagree. I think maybe one and a half. Yeah, my argument is like more yeah. like the the part like a lot of the stuff didn't make sense with yeah. like them like why is there a fur blanket on them? I that's wasn't supposed like, to be a giant cat. I didn't like that. Didn't make sense to me. The thing I'll say is I'm not upset that I watched no, this movie. I'm, I'm just not going to seek it out again. Yeah. Right. No. I would never sit through it again. No. All right. I was, but I was entertained enough by certain. Things about the movie. Now, this is what's weird. It's so weird. kind of sucks that you guys said that because next week we're going to be doing this movie. <laughs> so, uh, Great Bear Smash fans, tune in next week. We're going to be Vampire Lovers uh, Part 2, which is this movie, exactly the same movie again. We're not doing the sequels, we're doing this movie. Um, by the way, we're on Twitter now. Uh, yeah, we had a Twitter page. We also, you can email the Graveyard Smash podcast at gmail.com. If you have a question or comment or something. Graveyard Smash Podcast? Yeah. At gmail.com? Yeah, dude. You took the words out of my goddamn mouth. Okay. I'm still professional. Send us, yeah, Twitter. send us movie suggestions, questions, comments. Yeah, dude. We'll be waiting anxiously by our inbox <laughs> to see who sent something. Yeah, we, you gotta put this on like the day we post the show. I'm just gonna sign you guys up for a bunch of spam mail. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. No, prank call, prank call. Keep it spooky, oh. everybody. Step on moon, box of wood, on freezing night, she comes for you. She wants your blood, she needs your blood. She wants your blood, she needs your blood. She tries on blood, she tries on blood.
you